Canterville Ghost. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Nocturne Boulevard? Not far. When you hit Howard, hang a right. Howard meets Philip at a weird kind of angle, and then you cross James and Poe. You can't miss Nocturne, it's just past the Ottoman. 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Your address for suspenseful stories of the speculative, strange, and supernatural. Tonight's story is The Canterville Ghost and was adapted from a story by Oscar Wilde. Yes, this is 19 Nocturne Boulevard. Won't you step inside? Did you have any trouble finding it? What do you mean, what kind of a place is it? Why, it's an English castle, can't you tell? Where else would you find an ancestral ghost? off. Now, on two, one. Yes, that, that will do nicely. Mr. Otis, sir. Yes, my good woman. So where are the Canterville portraits? Those? I'm returning them to his lordship. I'm quite sure he didn't mean them to go with the house. They're rather ugly old gugas, to be perfectly frank. Out with the old, in with the new. These are the ugly new Googars, then. Hmm? This is your family, then, sir. What is your name, my good woman? Mrs. Omni. I've been housekeeper here at Canterville Hall for... Oh, yes, we did take on all the fixtures. Well, madam, we Americans don't hold with all this sir nonsense. You can call me Mr. Otis, just like anyone else. Of course, Mr. Otis. Certainly, Mr. Otis. Stop with the curtsying. It's bad for your knees. Ask my wife. She's campaigned against it, you know. That would be Lady... Pardon... Mrs. Otis in the portrait with you. Yes, lovely woman. Though she does tend to look a bit cross-eyed when she's forced to sit staring into a lens for time on end. Still, it's a lovely shot. This is the children. Washington and back. He's even taller now. Must remember to get another study taken. They grow so fast, don't they? Yes, sir, Mr. Otis, sir. The twins, Oscar and Grover, like weeds as well, are going to Eton. They'll be home with us until the school year begins. And the young lady? Virginia. She is just the perfect doll. Smart as a whip. Takes right after her mother that way. And the way she rides. She raced old Lord Bilton twice around the park and won by a length and a half. That Cecil fellow, Duke of Cheshire, proposed for her on the spot. But they're both much too young. And we Americans don't hold much with titles. Tell that to the Vanderbilts. And this must be your father. (laughs) No. That's President Cleveland, our country's leader. You know, a bit like your British Queen Victoria, except that we choose ours. And they don't carry on quite so long. Ah. Dearest, can you do something with the twins? They've gone quite mad in the conservatory. Boys will be boys. Mrs. Umney, why, what's the matter? Ma'am, I'm just not used to your American ways, I expect. I'm so sorry for you. Well. Oh. There is something you could help with. There's a terrible stain near the fireplace in the library. Would you be a dear and see that it gets cleaned up? The blood stain? How horrid! I don't at all care for blood stains in the library. It can't possibly be hygienic. 
It is the blood of Lady Eleanor de Canterville, murdered on that very spot by her own husband, Sir Simon de Canterville, in 1575. Sir Simon's guilty spirit still haunts the chase, though his body has never been found. It must be removed immediately. The blood stain has been much admired by tourists and cannot be removed. Nonsense. Washington! What? Yes, Mother. Do you have some of that new cleaning solution in your kit? Pinkerton's Champion Stain Remover and Paragon Detergent. I'll fetch it directly. The blood stain cannot be cleaned, ma'am. It is a proven fact. Many have tried. Many more have faced the ghost and were never the same again. Ah, but this is a patented formulation. I'm frightfully pleased you're so nearby, Miss Otis. I mean, we can go riding together. Often. Cecil. Oh, I'm so sorry. I've forgotten. What does one call a duke? It's your grace, but you needn't. But I should at least know. And an earl? I would rather you thought of me as more than merely a tutor. How do you keep them all straight? What? You know how I feel. I also. Which is why this is all particularly important. Just in case... In case... Oh, Virginia, I hate the thought of you living in this blasted old pile. You called me Virginia. My apologies, Miss Otis. Silly. Cecil, I've been trying for ages to get you to call me... It's the ghost. The ghost's name is Virginia? No. Your father cannot have heard about it, or he'd never have put you in such danger. Well, he's not actually against them. The father generally avoids spirits. My own granduncle once bet a hundred guineas that he would play dice with the ghost, and was found the next morning... On the floor of the card room, in such a paralytic state that, though he lived to a great age, he was never able to say anything but double sixes. Backgammon, was it? It isn't important. It's simply not safe. It's simply not safe, I tell you. That housekeeper fainting all about the place, and Oliver cleaning up a silly bloodstain. Hmm? What if it happens again? What if she's holding crockery? What do you do with a woman who faints? Yes, dear. Dearest, your nose has fallen off. No, has it? Good. You're not listening to me! Gracious, do you hear that? What, over the sound of my own voice? Heaven forbid! Shh! Now that is just too much. We'll see about... Now see here! Is it the twins? I don't think so. No, it's certainly not the twins. Hold it right there. No need, though he is quite a curiosity. Looks like a scraggly old fella all done up in chains and ragged old style clothes. Now, where did I... Ha! My dear sir, I really must insist on your oiling those chains. And I have brought you for that purpose a small bottle of the Tammany Rising Sun Lubricator. It is said to be completely efficacious upon one application, and there are several testimonials to that effect on the wrapper. I shall leave it here for you, and will be happy to supply more should you require it. Get him! Get him! 
<laughs> Did I score? Uh, nope. A pillow at my head! I suppose it's a good thing you were wearing it then. Well, not if they'd hit me. I'm not certain I've fastened it on completely. It's never been an issue. You've gone without a challenge for far too long. A challenge? A challenge? Who needs a bloody challenge when I have you to torment me? Every time you get frustrated, you turn the argument on me. If you didn't want me haunting you, you should have never killed me. (laughs) Ruined my favorite bodice as well. Oh, your bloody bodice. Precisely. Hush. These people have no respect for artistry. When I think back on the Dowager Duchess, frightened into a fit, the four housemaids who went into hysterics when I merely grinned at them through the curtains. Oh, old Madame de Trimulac, who woke to find me as a skeleton seated by the fire reading her diary and was confined to her bed for six weeks with brain fever. Yes, yes, you're quite handy with the ladies. shut up, wife. What about wicked Lord Ketterville, whom I left choking on the knave of diamonds because he had cheated by means of that very card, so I made him swallow it? <laughs> that was justice. Oh, yes. Justice for men and torment for women. So like a man. What did poor Lady Stutfield ever do to you? You left her obliged to wear a black velvet band round her throat to hide the mark of five fingers burnt upon her white skin. She drowned herself at last in the carp pond at the end of the King's Walk. Did she cheat at cards as well? No. Admit it. You just like the attention. Women are so much more... Biddable? I was going to say demonstrative. I know how you adore an appreciative audience. Women are allowed hysterics, while men are limited to, good God, a little gibbering and then shooting themselves in the pantry. There's simply not much in between. Or offering you oil for your chains. What impertinence! What do you plan to do about it, my lord? Uh Aha! I I was thinking of reprising my costume as Gaunt Gibeon, the bloodsucker of Bexley Moor, and and playing ninepins with my own bones upon the lawn tennis ground. Perhaps Americans do not play ninepins. No? Hmm. I I, I think the point will not fail. It it is bones. Hmm. Or perhaps... Oh, yes! Reckless Rupert! Or the Headless Earl! Oh, my lord. You know that one takes hours to put on. Do you even know where both horse pistols are? Bah! I am an artist. I laugh at complex preparation. (laughs) Ah, I haven't pulled out old Rupert for some 50 years. 70. Uh, 70? Really? Oh, where does time go? Not since the night I frightened pretty Lady Barbara as she broke off her engagement with Lord Catterville's grandfather and ran away with Jack Castleton, declaring that nothing would induce her to marry into a family that allowed such a horrible phantom to walk up and down the terrace at twilight. And then he was shot in a duel. Poor Jack was afterwards shot in a duel by Lord Catterville. You sound like the social pages. And Lady Barbara died of a broken heart. So, in every way, it was a great success. Yes, yes, yes. You recall I was present. I am merely reiterating. Reiterate away. I shan't return until you are quite through. Oh, if I 
only could believe that, I would never stop. Just as big fish eat little fish, my own good lord, ghosts are never truly alone. Oh, no. What? Good gracious, she's at it again. I'll just go and see. No, no. You finish your breakfast, Hiram, dear. I shall see to the household. Delivers from evil, for thine is the power and the glory. What is the matter now? Look! The blood stain. I told you that it could never be removed. Oh, how unusual. I wonder if there is a leak somewhere. Washington! Yes, Mother? I thought you said you'd dealt with this. Well, now doesn't that just take the cake? Pray, don't be vulgar. Huh. What's going on? Mother, I give you my solemn oath. That stain was gone. I guess I'll just have at it again. Shall we? I made a particular point of locking the door last night, so there can be no chance of outside interference. Yes, let's. Me first. No, me! That's crimson, rust, burnt sienna, and maroon, and so far. Anyone? Perhaps the color changes like leaves in the fall. I think I shall lay odds on pumpkin. I am more inclined to believe, Father, that there's a scientific basis for the inconsistent pigmentation. Some chemical interaction between the nature of ectoplasm and Pinkerton's champion stain remover. All I need to do is find another similar ghostly stain and compare the results. Sound thinking, my boy. Well, I'm in the mood for bright cherry red myself on such a gray day. Virginia? I have no opinion on the matter. It's green! Emerald green. Oh, no. Have you seen my red slouch hat? It is no longer my responsibility to look after your garments, husband. <sighs> Which winding sheet do you think would be most effective? The one with the ruffles at the cuffs? Oh, the hideous brown stains. My lord, those aren't your brown stains. I believe a mouse has littered in your sheet. Mm. Well, aren't you even curious? I mean, about what I intend to do. Not really. <sighs> Pray enlighten me if you must. You'll be singing a different tune when you hear... Begin, my lord. We haven't all day. Very well. See this rusty dagger? Yea, verily. One rusty dagger. Noted. I will make my way quietly to Washington Otis's room. You know, Washington. The interfering knave who repeatedly cleans my bloody... Well, bloodstain. My bloodstain. Bright boy. Shush! Here, you be Washington. I haven't the height. I mean, you stand in and I shall show you what I intend. I will gibber at him from the foot of the bed and stab myself once, twice, thrice in the throat to the sound of low music, having reduced the reckless and foolhardy youth to a condition of abject terror. Terror. Oh, terror. I will proceed to the bedroom of the parents. Now, you are Mrs. Otis. To do that, I shall have to secure some exceedingly plain underclothes. Woman... I will place a clammy hand on Mrs. Otis's forehead. Oh, clammy. While I hiss into her trembling husband's ear the awful secrets of the charnel house. He'll probably tell you of some new patented method for charneling. 
I suppose that poor girl will get the worst of it, since she's the only one even a mite sympathetic. I... I don't think so. She's done nothing at all to annoy me, even though she could easily. A few hollow groans from the wardrobe will suffice. You're becoming soft in your old age. I'm merely saving my best efforts for those wretched twins. Shall I be one of them? No need. Oh, prithee, my lord. I wish to realize the full impact of your cunning plan. Oh, truly? Well, go ahead, then. I shall be Grover. He has the sweeter disposition. Be whichever you wish to be, but be quiet. I will enter the room in the form of a green, icy, cold corpse. <laughs> Woman! You are so brave and so lovely tonight. You dance divinely, Cecil. But this must be our last waltz where people will talk. My cousin says your brother is an excellent partner as well. Oh, yes. He is well suited for diplomacy. I wish we could dance all night and you never need return to that moldy old pile. Fainting aside, Mrs. Umney is a fine woman. Tomorrow is the anniversary of Lady Eleanor's death. The ghost will certainly leap upon the propitious moment. Ah, the propitious moment. The clock strikes the quarter. The moon hides her face behind the cloud. All is in readiness, and the night holds its Stygian breath. And now, Washington, screw your courage to the sticking point you may, but I shall have you unstuck. Oh, whoa, whoa! Wake up! Yes, dearest? Do you hear something? Is it that ghost fellow again? Oh, I cannot say I actually hear anything. Hmm. Must be the twins. A ghost? Yes! A ghost! Its head was bald and burnished, its face round and fat and white. From the eyes streamed rays of scarlet light. The mouth was a wide well of fire and a hideous garment, much like mine own. Lacking the mouse insults. Like to my own, swathed its tightened form. On its breast was a placard with strange writing and antique characters. Doubtless some record of wild sins, some awful calendar of crime, some... Why not read it and see? See? See what it proclaims. No. Why take it, then? <laughs> Speak up, my lord. I found I had just clutched it as I left. I had no need to know. Afraid? Afraid? No... Perhaps because he is the more terrifying ghost. Nonsense. I have merely never chanced to see a ghost. Except in a looking glass. Give it me, Ninny. I shall read it. You dare. I'll call you coward in an instant. I, I, I will read it. So very wicked, my lord. Those damned children. They made it. Made a ghost? 
I should have thought murder was a bit outside their purview. <laughs> ah, indeed. Ye Otis Ghost, ye only true and original spook, beware of ye imitations. All others are counterfeits. No more <laughs> games. When Chanticleer has sounded twice his merry horn, deeds of blood will be wrought, and murder shall walk abroad with silent feet. That would be you. Come on. Perhaps you should go frighten it. Once more for Daddy. It's not going to happen. Nonsense. It always happens. Nay, I hear nothing. Perdition seize the naughty fowl. I have seen the day when with my stout spear I would have run him through the gorge and made him crow for me it were in death. Every time throughout all known history that such an oath has been sworn, Chanticleer has sounded his blasted horn twice. <laughs> Where is its respect for tradition? Perhaps, dear husband, it is an American rooster. I let you win. Nonsense. Good breeding. So your blue blood makes you faster? Not mine. The horse. <laughs> Have you been well since I saw you last? Yes, very. No ghost. None. I warned everyone about the anniversary, but nothing... Well, a turnip ghost was found in the upper hall, but I am quite certain that can be attributed to my brothers. How remarkable. Cecil, would you do me a tremendous favor? Anything, Virginia. Would you... Could you take my horse to the stable? I fear I've torn my habit and want to get upstairs before anyone spies me. Hello? You! <gasps> you! Ah! Uh, oh. Don't fret yourself, girl. I cannot seem to gather myself for the effort. This is the one room where I can truly be alone. My wife haunts me in every other chamber. Should I leave you? Stay a moment. If you wish. My brothers are going back to Eton tomorrow. And if you behave, no one will annoy you. Behave myself? Absurd. I must rattle my chains and walk about at night. It is my only reason for existing. Well, that is no reason at all. Why else would I be here? Mrs. Omni told us. You killed your wife. It was purely a family matter. My wife was very plain. Never had my ruffs properly starched and knew nothing about cookery. It is very wrong to kill anyone. Oh? Well, her brothers starved me to death. Oh, Mr. Ghost. I mean, Sir Simon. I have a sandwich in my case. Would you like it? I never eat anything now. But it was very kind of you. You are much nicer than your horrid, rude, vulgar, dishonest family. Stop it! It is you who are rude and horrid and... And as for dishonesty, you stole my paints for your ridiculous bloodstain. First, you took all my reds and I couldn't do sunsets. Then it just got ridiculous. Whoever heard of emerald green blood? What was I to do? It's very difficult to get real blood. Your brother began it all with his Paragon detergent, so I saw no reason why I should not have your paints. Good evening, I will go and ask Papa to get the twins an extra week's holiday. Please, don't go, Miss Virginia. I am so unhappy 
and I really don't know what to do. I want to sleep, and I cannot. That's quite absurd. It is very difficult sometimes to keep awake, especially at church. But even babies know how to sleep, and they are not very clever. I have not slept for three hundred years, and I am so tired. Have you no place where you can sleep? Hmm. Far away, beyond the pine woods, there's a little garden. The grass grows long and deep, with great white stars of hemlock flower. And the nightingale sings all night long. The cold crystal moon looks down, and the yew tree spreads out its giant arms over the sleepers. You mean the garden of death? Yes, death. Death must be so beautiful to lie in the soft brown earth and listen to silence, to have no yesterday and no tomorrow, to be at peace. You must help me. You can open for me the portals of death's house, for love is always with you, and love is stronger than death. How could I? You must weep with me for my sins, because without remorse, I have no tears. And pray with me for my soul, because I have no faith. Then, perhaps, the angel of death will have mercy on me. I am not afraid, and I will ask the angel to have mercy on you. Virginia is nowhere to be found. Even the gypsies are helping search for her. Washington, my boy. The fish pond? Nothing. Good. Don't tell your mother we checked. Poor woman is already nearly prostrate. It is the ghost. I know it. He was jealous of our happiness and spirited her away. If only you had allowed our engagement, sir, none of this would have. Balderdash, Cecil. First thing in the morning, I will engage Scotland Yard. Virginia. Goodness gracious! A secret door! Good heavens, child! Where have you been? Cecil and I have been riding all over the country looking for you, and your mother has been frightened to death. I have been with the ghost. How did you escape? Oh, Cecil, he is at peace now. He had been very wicked, but he was really sorry for all that he had done, and now... <laughs> my own darling, thank God you were found. You must never leave my sight again. Oh... What is this? Sir Simon gave me this box before he died. But he's been dead for centuries. Only half dead, I think, would be more accurate. Now he's entirely dead. Finally able to sleep. What's in the box? Yeah, open it! Your sister can open the box or not as she pleases. She's not to be ordered around by monkeys like you two. Goodness! The long-lost Tantoville jewels! Ah! She's fainted again. Simon? No. You've seen to that. So now I have nothing better. Are you Lady Eleanor? Yes. He... he told you? He gave me something for you. There. A handkerchief. Open it. 
But there's nothing. Look closer. A spot. A tear. He... He cried? He said he was very sorry for having killed you. Oh, he did, did he? And for ruining your best bodice. Oh! He hoped you could forgive him now and move on as well. He wants you to join him, where the nightingales sing, and he can give you a bouquet of white flowers. Yes. (sighs) I could do with some sleep. Now that you know how to find us, don't be a stranger. We have enough of those already. Tonight's story, The Canterville Ghost, was adapted by Julie Hoverson from a story written by Oscar Wilde in 1887. In tonight's episode, Sir Simon was Cole Hornaday, Lady Eleanor was Julie Hoverson, Mr. Otis was Michael Fagenblum, Mrs. Umney was Lindsay Thomas, Mrs. Otis was Megan Lane, Washington Otis was Jasper Louvis, Virginia was Beverly Poole, Cecil, Duke of Cheshire, was Powers Chandler, and the twins were Ellen Vickery and Renaud LaBeouf. All music was courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, recorded at Neo Hoodoo Studios with the assistance of Ryan Hurst. Sound and mastering was done by Julie Hoverson. This presentation is copyright 2008 to Julie Hoverson and Reality Productions. Additional production assistance by Zandria Nirvana Barber, Kimberly Poole, Beverly Poole, and direction assistance by Renaud LaBeouf. This entire performance is dedicated to Maureen Hawkins for all that she's done for Nova Drama over the years. 